first off, you guys, it's been a hot second. It ha- I got sick and then Taylor got sick. And I, I've just now, and I'm still a little nasally, mm-hmm. have just now gotten over it. Yeah. And it was so. our throats. So we couldn't speak. <laughs> I woke so. up one morning. Uh, I'd already been sick for like two days ish and my throat was sore. And I was like, okay. And then I woke up on a Thursday. It was a while ago now. And I could not speak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't go to work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we definitely can't record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we are very sorry. Yeah. And then of course the holidays hit. Yeah. Yeah. So we're obviously traveling. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, we have a different background. Yes. We are at my mom and dad's house, which her grandparents' house. Yep. So, so, but welcome to episode 97. We finally made it. We did. Of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. And today we're going to be writing about death scenes, partially because I have a death scene in my current work in progress and I yeah. need help. So, yeah. Um, how's your week been? I guess we kind of answered that question. Yeah. Well, so the past three weeks I've been dying a little bit. Um, and it was all like a sinus infection. I think it started as a cold and then was like the sinus thing. And I, I felt off. Yeah, it was bad. Mine was a sinus infection as well. Yeah. I, I do not have time to miss work and I missed two days. So Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. tells you a little bit. Um, I kept trying to go in in times where like my coworkers wouldn't be there. Cause like, I have to take care of myself. Like they're living things. Like yeah. I have to feed them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, every time I'd go in the other students were there and I was like, you guys just like never leave. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's been, I've been sick and then catching up after being sick. Cause I did go back to work. And then obviously it is now Thanksgiving week. So, um, yeah, it's actually it's Friday. To, so it's the day it's after Black Friday. Right. And it's your sister's birthday. True. Yes. Older sister's birthday. Which yeah. Brings us to what we're drinking. Absolutely. So we have champagne punch going on, which is like champagne, uh, orange juice, orange limeade, lemonade, mm-hmm. limeade, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some rye wine. Rye wine. Rye wine. Anyway, so much alcohol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah. We're feeling no pain right now. We're mm. both are probably still sick, but oh, and then we also have the joy of. Uh, my dad is sick. He has pneumonia, it turns out. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. We get here and he's like, I'm too sick to come down and visit with everybody. And we're like, mm, there's something wrong. And so I encouraged my mother to call the doctor and the doctor's like, what? Get him to the hospital. Yeah. So we go to the hospital and lo and behold, he's got pneumonia. Yeah. And was very and dehydrated. severely dehydrated. So they gave him a bag of IV fluids. And all of a sudden he's like, wow. Oh, wow. I, I, feel, I feel much great. better. <laughs> so yeah, they gave him a shot of antibiotics and now he's on antibiotics. So that part, the pneumonia part's going better, but he's still dehydrated. Yeah. He cannot drink. He says it, he, he's, he says he's drinking so much. It's making him gag now. Well, we can talk about that later. Yes, we can. <laughs> so anyway, that's been our week. It's been really exciting. And then for dinner, we're going to be eating sushi because that's what your sister has chosen for her birthday dinner. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Champagne punch and sushi. Delicious. And then maybe football. Probably a lot. Of, lots. It's already on up there. So I know. There are some football. games on up there. So I have some jokes. Oh, right. They're just like dad jokes. So they're, they're fu- I thought they were funny. Of course, it could be because I've been drinking, but I'm ready to eye roll. Okay. So what's the smartest insect? What? A spelling bee. That's pretty cute. That is cute. I was good at the spelling bee when I was little. I enjoy spelling cute. bees. What does a storm cloud wear under his raincoat? What? Thunderwear. <laughs> 
this is a pretty good one. That's funny. That's funny. What do you call two bananas on the floor? What? Slippers. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm easily amused today. So, okay. That might be that champagne punch. It could be. Okay. (laughs) All righty. So, like you said, we're discussing writing um, death scenes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we've discussed killing off characters before. You know, how do you make it sad? How do you make it meaningful? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that was episode 55, if y'all want to go back. I mean, because especially Mm -hmm. if you're working on death scenes, you're going to want to probably listen to both of these. Uh, And that was, so that was episode 55. Yeah. Um, So we're probably going to go over like a little bit of those details. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's probably impossible to not have overlap when we have such close um, topics or whatever. Mm Uh, but we're probably going to focus mostly on the technique of writing the death scene. Like, how do you actually go about doing it in terms of like, you know, style and figuring out how to, you know, where to place it, how to do it, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially for your main characters, you know, I know you are wanting to write a death scene with your work. So yeah, I've written it and it's horrible. So it's the <laughs> I don't know that I've episode. read it and yeah. I don't know that it's like, well, I've only read part of it. I think you've written more than what I've read. Yes, but it, but it's still, it's got issues. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it is actually my inciting incident. Oh yeah. In my current work in progress, my main gotcha. character's death scene. Yeah. Um, and I'm working on this for NaNoWriMo. So yay. Yay. And it's about done. We're almost done with NaNoWriMo. Yeah. I know I am not meeting my goal for sure. I'm not either, but to me writing it all, I think I'm at like 2,800 words, but but for me, that is a miracle. Yeah. I haven't written that much in two years. Yeah. So I am so happy to be writing again. Absolutely. Um, but this death scene is challenging. Um, I am struggling. And I mean, and I wrote through it, which is what you do for NaNoWriMo. It's not a time to write, right. edit, and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I wrote through it and you said it's doable. So, I mean, now I know I'm kind of in the right direction, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see what this this helps with something I've learned a lot. I'm not happy with my current work in progress either, but something that I have learned, which you are now doing is you just write it anyway. And yeah. then eventually we'll go back and rewrite it or fix it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, killing off characters should be pretty easy. You just, you, you just, just murder them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it actually requires a lot of detail and focus to make sure it doesn't come across poorly. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether that be through description or pacing or cheesiness, because there's a way, you know, you can be over overly dramatic as mm-hmm. you're writing a death scene. So, you know, that makes me think of the movies we see with the, oh, 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 oh. what was it? Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie <laughs> where like at the end he gets staked and he just like keeps. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps rolling over. <laughs> yeah. I think there's some um, Monty Python stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we write a good death scene? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of this information. Some of it is my own, but a lot of it comes from uh, writethatscene.com. And James Sterling did an excellent job with this article. um, And he had some really, really good information. So that's where most of this comes from. He goes into way more depth. So if you're uh, also trying to write a death scene, go and check that article out. It's really good. Okay. Um, So think about where the death scene is going to occur in your story. So like, in terms of, you know, where in the actual novel itself. Oh, so, not like physically, but right, like not where, like the location of right. the scene, but where will it be throughout the story and gotcha. the plot? Okay. Um, so, you know, putting it at the very beginning of the novel is going to be very different in terms of how you write it than if you put it at the very end of the novel or even in the middle of your novel. Yes. Um, I think we've talked about death at the beginning of the story. I think we did that when we uh, did 
story beginnings. Maybe. Because I think we've talked about how to start your novel. Okay. And I, I feel like we've discussed it a little bit then. Okay. Um, but essentially it can it can be a bad move to put a death mm-hmm. scene at the beginning, the very beginning of your novel. Because, you know, you introduce a character and then you kill them off. Yeah. Your reader's going to feel a little cheated. Like yeah. they're going to get attached to that character and then suddenly they're just gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it, it can still be done. We, every time we talk about roles, it's always, always like a... with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Break yeah. the roles. Yeah. Um, you know, you can make the death scene impactful and the characters involved in the rest of the story so that it was actually very important to have it at the beginning. You know, things like that. Yeah, I, I think there is a sweet spot, you know, and you've got to figure out where that sweet spot is. Um, you know, you don't want to be to the point where you piss off your reader either because well number one you can have them not give a crap about it because right. it ends too early right um it, it, there is a sweet spot and you've got to play with it yeah um, my story is actually at the very beginning it is. <laughs> but it's a little different because it's a death scene but she doesn't stay dead right so and you know we do urban fantasy so yeah. um sh- the whole series is called half dead yeah so yeah, yeah. that kind of gives you a little clue so I, I don't have the issue of pissing off my readers because she comes right back yeah absolutely um, my death scene's actually a cliffhanger at the end of the chapter i think it was the first chapter i think so which is i just read it today and i don't know i i, I don't know I'm just writing through it right now. I think that's totally fine. I think where you're going to end up fleshing it out and adding description, if you need it, that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. is going to be later. Mm -hmm. I think you need to get the plot down because like the way that you have it now is totally fine. Okay. I think you can make it better. Okay. Um, But I think that will come later. Okay. Okay. So next, you know, you have the death in the middle of the story. Um, And so that it implies that it's going to happen during like a very charged event. It's going to be very high energy. Yeah. Um, so for those kinds of death scenes, you're going to want to start with like short choppy sentences and that's a pacing thing. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about pacing and, and, uh, fighting scenes I and think. fighting scenes. So I believe so. Probably a lot of that goes with this as well. Right. So you're going to start with those short choppy sentences and that'll make the pace seem really urgent. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, we have to get through this. We have to, you know, do this battle or fight mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as your character is dying, start lengthening those sentences. Cause it's going to make time seem to crawl to us like yeah. slow to a crawl. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is going to allow you and your reader uh, to focus on the moment of the death instead of the highly charged event Right. Because you're going to start with the fast pace. You're going to yeah. go, 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 go. And the yeah. character dies. And then it's going to slow. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have the death scene at the end of the novel, which will also need to create an impact. Um, so, you know, to ensure, so like, you want to make sure that it is necessary for this character to die, be it your main character, right. um, which is what we're mostly talking about today, or even a side character mm-hmm. that is also important. It needs to be impactful. Um, so uh, you want to ensure that you've dropped breadcrumbs leading up to the moment of the death. You don't really want it to come out of nowhere. Right. So you can shock your audience, but they should still be able to go back and look at like, oh, this character. I it still, makes sense that they'll probably I die. I still think of Karen Monning's. Hers was pretty good. Yeah. And it came out of nowhere. So it can be done. That's true. Like we said, break the rules. That's right. And she breaks them very well. Very well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, one way that you can drop these breadcrumbs is by just finishing up the character's story arc. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if they have nothing left, if they've achieved their motivation, mm-hmm. if they've achieved their achieved their goal, um, then obviously it won't be that surprising when they're killed off. Right. Um, make them someone likely to sacrifice themselves for other if that's the way they go. Like that's also another, you know, they could easily throughout the novel show that they're willing to give up, you know, things. The character arcs idea that you yeah. just said, um, magicians, the TV show, mm-hmm. perfect example of how that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, they finished his character arc and and he they killed him off and that was okay. Yeah, we're not going to say names for spoiler Correct. reasons, but I, I, absolutely. I, I think uh, unfortunately any book that we compare to they're going to know because yeah. of the topic of our our podcast so there are some spoilers in here. Yeah, a little bit. Um so I guess I'll try to say the name of the book or movie first. Right. Although that one just popped in my head. So that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you can also hint at the big bad or your antagonist or the main villain growing in strength throughout your novel. And then and uh, like foreshadowing them winning. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, to me, I feel like that's actually the most effective time for a death scene is at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so another spoiler alert, road one. So stop listening for a minute. If you haven't seen that, you know, you, you talk about the sacrifice. Um, to me, that rogue one ending was very good. Spectacularly done. It is honestly, probably my favorite, honestly, probably my favorite (laughs) star Wars movie, just because the story was phenomenal and those characters were so amazing. Yeah. I mean, hopefully y'all don't, didn't listen to that and I didn't ruin it for anybody, but such a great example it's and been out for a while. We, we so. might have actually talked about it in our killing off characters. I think we did. I think we've talked about it because a few times. It fits into both of these topics. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between just killing off your character and how to write the scene. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So next I have, you know, you want to determine the method of death. Like how exactly is your character going to die? Which I'm not so sure I'm happy with how I did it. What did you think about the way I did it? I think I don't know enough yet to know if it's good or bad. Right. Because I I think it's going to depend on, you know, because the way that you did yours, her throat was slashed. Mm -hmm. You know, how does she come back? Mm -hmm. You know, she's obviously dying of blood loss, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the fact that her throat is slashed. Mm -hmm. So how does she come back? And I don't have that information. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you want to know how your character is going to die. So is it a car accident? You know, something mundane like that, mm-hmm. um, death by vampire, because we write urban fantasy, right. werewolf attacks, you know, do they get stabbed? Do, do they die in a mugging? So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of different ways, which is really morbid, but you know, obviously this is that's our topic today. So. What we got to do. I mean, and that's, I struggled with that. Cause I, I thought, okay, how do I kill her off? Cause the whole point is that she has to die for the whole story to begin. Right. So how do I, do I want it to be a car accident? And I thought about, you know, how does that go? And I ended up doing it this way because it fit mm-hmm. with what was happening in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. But I still don't know. I really did struggle with this. I mean, so how do you decide? And I guess what you do, and this is what I did is I went down that. What if that's actually yeah. a really good, I think, uh, you know, referring back to our writer's journals, which yes. is what we always do, just make a list of ways that your character can die, which is going to be a brutal <laughs> page in your writer's journal. Sorry to your writer's journal, but I think that would be a really good way to go about deciding which one. It, you want it to is, and you've got to follow each of them down to see where that leads your story Yeah, to decide which one really works, but it's not easy. Right. I really am struggling with this. Um, I do feel like the manner of death should have some kind of meaning to your theme or story. It doesn't have to, 
but I think it's cool if it does. I think that's true. I think that's fair. You know, if it's a car accident, then it might be cool that that somehow plays into the plot. Absolutely. Like I have to tell you, and I don't know if you ever read this story of hers, Jordan. Oh, for school. She, I mean, I have goosebumps. (laughs) She, she did. That was a brilliant piece of work. Yeah. And so she wrote this short story in high school and it had a twist. So there was this woman, she had witnessed her mother die when she was like four Mm -hmm. and she, their mother died being hit by a car when she was little. And so she devoted her entire life growing up to how, how can I change the past? How, you know, so she went into the science field and she actually invented a way to go back in time. But of course there are, um, issues with how to do that. The scientific part sure, of it, yeah. there are only certain ways that she could make it work. So she made it work, but she came back in time close to the time of the death. So she was in a hurry to try to get to her mother. So she steals this car and she's racing. Oh, I remember. Go, I did read this to, one. To get to her mother. And she ends up being the one that kills her mother. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, goosebumps. Yeah. The way she twisted it, so the fact that the death was by car came back yes. at the end because it was the car driven by her right. that killed her. It's very good. It it was, it still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for real. But, you know, as to your werewolf thing. Yeah. I mean, that would be huge because, you know, if it's the death that from the werewolf attack that leads your character to becoming a werewolf. Exactly. I mean, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Honestly, you asked how to, you know, decide and you can do your research. I like your list idea. I think that's mm-hmm. a really, really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I use my writer's journal for everything. Me too. I like the right. Well, I'm, I, my journal's on the computer. But it you, counts you, though. That is a writer's journal. A physical journal. I have a electronic journal. Yeah. And that's nice. I just think better when I handwrite things. Mm-hmm. And so like, it helps me a lot to come up with new ideas when I'm, I think it makes me slow down. It does. It makes your brain. Yeah actually think right as when I'm typing it's fast it is it's all fast right I think some of my some of the best sentences that I've come up with are actually ones that I've done handwriting um anyway that's anyway that's irrelevant yes off, off the topic <laughs> but uh but do your research you know get to know about um get to know as much as you can about how the method of death that you've chosen works mm-hmm. you know this is probably going to land you on some interesting watch lists, you know, like the FBI or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it'll also help you nail details in your death scene. So I, you know, like, um, Oh, what are they called? It's not, it's, it's really not astronomers. Autopsy people, (laughs) medical examiners. There you go. So those autopsy reports, like details from those would help you out and don't laugh at me. Sorry. That was funny. (laughs) I knew, I knew it wasn't astronomers. Gosh. Yeah, those stars, you know, they, you know, okay. I don't need your sass. I mean, that is very true though. I mean, I feel like all writers are probably on an FBI list somewhere, but you know, if it is a werewolf attack, you know, and it's your main character that you're writing about, number one, how do they, what do they feel? Okay. So we write first person also. Yes. Yeah. So we even have to be more inside of how does it feel? What do they see? What you, you know, use all of the senses. Did you know that there's a suicide machine? Like people can like go into this. Sorry to interrupt you. No, this I is just reminding me. Um, people can go into this machine that will like simulate what death actually feels like, like as you're dying. So I assume it does something to like 
trigger your parasympathetic wow uh or sympathetic so uh, system and it's used for depressed people who think they want to kill themselves uh, no i don't think so oh. i just think it's i don't i don't know why it was created i feel like i don't know i haven't read too much about it i saw well, headlines you know you always hear that people who tried to commit suicide and then ended up living yeah like jumping off like, the bridge yeah, i yeah, wish yeah, I, yeah. I wished i could have stopped it so i feel like that machine would be very helpful if you've got someone who thinks they want to die okay do you really though? Yeah, but is it like actually going to help if it doesn't, if you know it's well, not going to kill you? Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And, anyway, and there's an underlying root issue there that they're trying to kill themselves to begin with. So. Right, right, right. But I just thought it was interesting that because, is, like, I have never heard it of would that. be one way that, right? Not that I'm suggesting you go and do this because <laughs> I do not want to do this, but like to feel how to it feel is it. to die. <laughs> I, I, I think I maybe, mm. well, but I also think that mentally, I don't know, like, Obviously, it's designed that you come out of it alive, right? So, so it's you not know the it's same not right. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry to um, interrupt you, but yeah, I mean, you know, think about the adrenaline that happens at death. Depending mm-hmm. on what it is, if it's a werewolf wolf attack, you're going to have been attacked, and you've got that fl- fight or flight right adrenaline going. Um, you know that case that we just had the verdict on in here in Georgia, mm-hmm. where oh the, yeah, Arbery. That, yeah the the video of that. Um, he was shot point blank in the chest with a shotgun. He was dead. He was a dead man walking and he still followed through. I mean, it took his body a while to realize that it wasn't alive anymore. Right. So think about that in your death scene. Um, The adrenaline can carry that, you know, you got to think about that. Is the mind still going, you know, is the mind still thinking before it's process that oh you know I've got this huge hole in my chest I mean yeah and just on that note like very glad for the verdict that came from that very glad that they were sentenced um you know just because I don't want to use it as like a it was a very real event that happened it was and very sad so like I'm very glad that the verdict yes I am not trying to make no of of course I just just, wanted to make a note your your good point I didn't mean it to come across that way if it did Mm -hmm. um but it is an example I mean just because I did watch that video um I wanted to see what the jurors saw yeah and it was awful but Mm -hmm. I, I just watching that did make my writer brain take note yeah uh not that there's anything no, I agree. I understand. I wanted to make the note. Yeah. Good, um, good as point. We were going I, d- I didn't even think about that. Good point. Yeah. Um, also, you have to know how the method works. So like if it's poison, if it's a specific kind of poison, you have to know what does it do? Do you foam at the mouth? Does it, you know, tighten your joints so that you're slowly paralyzed? You know, well, what does it do? It's funny too. Cause like when I think about poisons, like I think about all of the receptors that are being turned off because of the, so the way that poison works is like it goes in and it turns off a bunch of receptors and it like your brain doesn't function correctly because like this poison has like blocked a lot of things that your brain needs to do to communicate. And like, that's what causes all the issues. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Well, and I'm a neuroscientist, so that's why I know it, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, absolutely. So it's really interesting to think about those things. And by turning off those receptors, what does it do to the body? And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously most writers probably won't go into that kind of detail, but, but but they would research it. Right. That's why I think writers are some of the most brilliant people on earth because we do all this research on where, where, what is the word where, you know, a little bit about everything, not Neanderthal man, Renaissance man. (laughs) Neanderthal. Neanderthal. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) <laughs> wow <clears throat> wow um yeah anyway i feel like writers are 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 kind of really special people yeah uh, clearly i'm really we're, special we're today. all a little special um but like drowning 
how does it feel to drown? What happens physically in your body and how would that feel? Right. You know, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta know that to be able to write that or to be able to determine what part of that you want to emphasize if anything, right. Um, hanging, you know, yeah. How does that feel? You know, if it breaks your neck, great. I think you don't feel anything. And hopefully that kills you. And hopefully that <laughs> kills you right off the bat. But if it doesn't, you're suffocating and hanging. I mean, how does that feel? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got to, you got to do these lovely researches that put us on the FBI watch list. It's, so. Yeah. It's a little hideous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you need more drink and I need more drink. Should we pause? We can pause. That means that you have to edit. I'll just put in the little, 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 little. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think uh, you were about to talk about details. Choose how much detail. Okay. So we're back with our drinks. Um, We are well liquefied. There's a mouse in front of my face. All righty. So we were talking about, you know, how to describe the method of this. And that's going to get you put on FBI watch list. on top of that, like choose how much detail you also want to include. You know, do you want it to be bloody and gory? Do you want it to be horrifying? Um, you know, strange or, in, or unusual. I obviously have had a lot of alcohol. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's that also might affect what method of chess. Of chess you do? <laughs> uh-huh. That also might affect the method of death that you choose yes, for I your am. character. That That is really a good point, um, which makes me think I might now have to rethink what my character's having her death, her death slashed. No. Wow. <laughs> We're doing great, we y'all. We are not doing so well. Her neck is slashed. Mm-hmm. Um, so how detailed do I want, do we want to have the, bubbling as she tries to breathe and the air bubbles come out of her neck. I mean, how, how detailed do you do? Wow. Okay. I mean, (laughs) all right. Or do I want it to go? I mean, I think that also depends on where you are in the book too. I think if it's closer to the end, that kind of detail can be extra horrifying and heart wrenching because you've grown to love that character so much. And I feel like at the beginning, it also might be too much. Like your reader might be like, Oh, wow, this is going to be a boy. You know, last night actually with uh, Nana and grandpa, we had some (laughs) show on and it was a show about a firefighter and it just started. And I thought it was the greatest thing so far. And this kid got shot in a robbery and they're like, Oh, this is, this is too it's gory. too much. And, and so they stopped watching it like it, five minutes into the show. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yes, you have a point. Right. There is too much gore too early. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it depends on the reader. It depends on, you know, but obviously it's up to you and your story. Yeah. I mean, I think the key is that you are aware of this issue and you think it through. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, does your character see their death coming? You know, mm-hmm. is it something that they expect to happen to them? Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't, they might experience a split second of shock, like that adrenaline you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, before they actually die. Or uh, on top of that, you can uh, slow down the moment and insert their thoughts just before their death. Mm-hmm. Or you can make their death extremely fast to shock your readers and your audience like um, Karen Monning did. Mm-hmm. You know, but if they know it's coming, then you can let your character reflect on their life and you know, do they want to go through with this thing that's going to kill them? Or if it's something that's like inevitable, you know, how do they feel about that? You can describe whether they accept it, whether or not they, um, 
you know, whether or not they're going to try to fight it, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that whole life flashing before, before your eyes. Thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, so do they have regrets? Like you said, is there something that they, they're like, wait, I'm not done. And so they choose to try to fight to stay alive and right. Which can be heart wrenching as well. If it doesn't Absolutely. work. Um, yeah. Or do they just simply remember the happy moments and they're like, this was a wonderful life and I, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, you know, that kind of thing. You got to think about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You also want to establish, this is a little bit of a shift, but it's still focused on detail. Um, you want to establish the location of the death scene. So we talked about that a little bit earlier when yes. I was talking about plot placement. Yes. This is actually Physical where the scene yeah. is uh, taking place. Yes. So the setting of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to help you determine my nose is all stopped up. It is. I can feel I'm it. Sorry, baby. Um, this is the alcohol doesn't help. So, you know, yeah, well, it's hot as heck in this house. I mean, my, <laughs> my parents are old, so it's like 150 degrees in the house. <clears throat> yeah. That's, um, that's, that's true facts. Y'all. It's and, it, and it really doesn't help any kind of respiratory issues you got going. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so establishing the location of where the death is going to take place is going to help you determine the surrounding details of the character's death. Mm-hmm. You know, are there going to be like, is there broken furniture around? Is it cold? Mm-hmm. Um, can they smell anything as they die? You know, like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and adding these details can help the scene come to life. Like it can help you bring your reader very directly into your story um, and make them experience it with your characters. Yeah, so. Especially if it's things that they can relate to, like, the smell of blood being that copper you know, metallic, not yes, necessarily copper. Right. To me, I think of copper. I think most people do. Um, but yeah, I, and also this is another point, another time for theme use. Yeah. You know, so far my character dies next to trash cans. So, you know, should she notice the smell of garbage, should, you know, and that can actually be a metaphor for what she's leaving behind. I don't remember that. So maybe you yeah, should. I think I might have added that added in. That okay, after. okay, okay. Um, yeah, she she dies by garbage, and so is that a a metaphor for what she's leaving behind? She's leaving this garbage behind, or is it a metaphor for what she's about to face, or you know that kind of maybe thing. it's both. You know, <laughs> you know, or if your book is one that they're dead dead, then it can just play an imagery type role to for, for your thing. Dead dead. Dead dead, as opposed to vampire dead or werewolf dead. Right. I suppose in our genre, dead dead is dead dead. Yes. Provoked. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the Karen Marning one. Yeah. Only people that have read the, that series will know what we're talking about. Yes. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Add this information, all of these details, like all of that, you know, sensory information mm-hmm. uh, throughout the scene. You know, your dying character isn't going to notice it all at once. They're going to also be focused on like, oh, what just happened to me? Or, oh, that really hurt. Or, oh, I've got a lot of adrenaline. And it, it could also be very funny what they do notice. You know, I've read some really good descriptions where they're dying and yet they're really, see- they're noticing the smell of the cherry trees. Uh-huh. And and so it's so incongruous. Is that how you say that? incongruous I, I, I don't I'm not actually sure anyway it, it is not I read I don't like I know things but it, it doesn't go with what you would expect you know there's this horror going on and she's smelling the cherry trees yeah so yeah it can be yeah right yeah your character can become hyper focused on some mm-hmm. minor detail that mm-hmm. like wouldn't necessarily be you know something that you would notice not dying mm-hmm. but your your dying character might become hyper focused on like yeah. oh well why is that color? Like, why is the color of those 
boots and I, you know, yeah. I just read your story oh, yeah, today. So, yeah. well, was, so why are their boots that color? You know, they might focus on something so innocuous and mm-hmm. then it ends up being, you know, what they focus on the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, you know, the death could be super fast, like a shotgun to the chest right. or, you know, do you want to make it longer? Is there more information that you need to get across, especially if it's closer to the end of the book? Are you trying to bring your point home so that you need more details to make it clear whatever it is you're trying to, right? you know, whatever your theme or your um, story is, do you need that time during the death for that to happen? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And ask yourself, you know, with all of these details that we're talking about, like, is it necessary to actually have all of these details? So I think it's like really important to ask, what's the purpose of putting in the bubbling blood at the throat? Right. You know, why is it just for shock value or, you know, I feel like we repeat this tip a lot, you know, always have a purpose for what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, I think that's probably the number one. I feel like I've said that about other things, but (laughs) we have lots of number (laughs) one points that we try to make. But honestly, when you're writing something, make sure it has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every word needs to be intentional. I mean, it's no different with the death scene than it is with every other part of your book. Absolutely. Um, Think about other characters in the scene. So as Mm -hmm. you're going through this scene and your character is dying, obviously you're going to be very focused on you know, the method of their death. How does that work? What are the details I need to include? What room are they in? But also think about who else is in the room when your character dies. Um, You know, friends, family, enemies, all of these characters are going to be involved in this death scene and they all would have a reaction. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that reaction can be super important, not just to the scene, but to the novel, to the reader as they're, you know, trying to be drawn into this scene. Yeah. It can lead your reader to that emotion you're trying to get them to feel. Exactly. Um, And also there's a difference between writing first person at this, in in this uh, topic that we're talking about, this, this point that you're making third person would be (laughs) a lot easier to show what others are thinking and how, you know, I've actually seen stories where that same scene is replayed or re, you know, written from other characters' points of view. Right. So we get to see what this character thinks of the death that's happening, but then the next uh, chapter might be from a different character's point of view, and they may see something different, which is an excellent way to get across a point to the reader that you can't do in first person. You know, some first person books, you, like um, who is oh, Chris Nicole. Yeah. No, she's no, not she's first person. person. Um, but she is able to, you can do first person and still switch. Who, who did we read that did that? It was Karen Monning. She does first person for the main character mm-hmm. and then third person for the other characters, right? Depending on the character. Jada was first person. Jada was first person. Yeah. So, but anyway, you can use other points of view to also get across the information <clears throat> because you may get stuck. You may, there may be something that there is absolutely no way that the first person character can get across and you need your reader to know that information. There are other ways to do it. Yeah. Like definitely. you said, that point was 
other characters in the scene can yeah. also give help give that information that was a long wow. spiel for that. that that was just a very little simple sentence that i could have said and it lasted for paragraphs i'm <laughs> so sorry okay um yeah but no i mean honestly though so you know if your character's murdered the murderer is going to have a reaction yeah you know, but it's going to be you know it could be relief ah yes they're finally dead or they're dying and your character is going to see that how did voldemort react he was uh, thrilled. I can't remember. It's been so long since he I've said read the he books. announced to the. Well, okay, I'm thinking about the movies. It's also been well, probably a seen decade forever. The books since I read the books. Well, well, how was it in the movie? So he announced that Harry Potter's dead. Like we I won. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like they might also, you know, kill your character and then be like, oh shit i care I, I killed him yeah and feel guilty or shocked mm-hmm. that they succeeded you know mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff so just think about the way that your antagonist would react as much mm-hmm. as their friends and family think about the series you listen i've only watched the first season there are some excellent um examples of the killer feeling different things at the death of different characters mm-hmm. so excellent series it's Anyway, yeah, I like that series. Um, but yeah, so if friends are in or colleagues, like even coworkers or whatever, or you know, like I'm thinking of, um, oh, what's the series? The Jill Kismet series, which you haven't read. Um, is that the vampire? Chicago no. vampires? No, no, no. This is uh, she's a huntress and she hunts uh, uh, monsters that like come into the city that live in the city. They're also vampires. Blah 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 blah. Like there's lots of different things. But a lot of the times she works with other hunters. And so those are her colleagues and they're going to react different ways because hunters are very tight knit. They're a very tight knit group okay, um, kind of thing. So just think about how all of those characters are going to react, whether they're enemies or Which friends or colleagues. It's also a great way because every scene doesn't just have to be about one thing. So you could be showing character arc mm-hmm. of other characters during this death scene, like Absolutely. you said, because of how that group might react. Absolutely. Those other characters. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And then, so next I'm going to get into writing first person yeah. death scenes, which we have touched on a yeah. tiny bit yeah. just a second ago. But, you know, I think everything we've talked about uh, so far can be applied to first person death scenes mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, detail, description, character arc, their mm-hmm. thoughts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, what if you want your character to come back from the dead and continue on through the story, which is what you're doing. Right. And since we write urban fantasy, that is absolutely possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, speaking of the genre, because urban fantasy, there are lots and lots of things in urban fantasy that might not uh, work in others. But like if it's a true crime mm-hmm. story that you're writing, your death scene is going to have to be realistic. Right. Whereas in a fantasy book, it might be that magic actually seats up. Maybe you see the magic rising up Mm -hmm. out of, you know, it it can be anything. So you've got to um, think of your genre when you're doing the death scene as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Consider writing the death scene at the end of a chapter. So that next chapter, you know, can be the character returning Mm -hmm. from the dead, Um, you know, but that comes with its own set of issues, you know, mm-hmm. how do they come back? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I was telling you earlier is like, I don't know how your character comes back. So mm-hmm. I can't have too much of an opinion on whether or not I think it's I good. It right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think 
whether you did it right or not is up to you, but that's a whole other. Yeah. What she's read, I've written further, but the computer that I brought up on vacation here, I doesn't have my updated draft on it. So yeah. she read an older draft and I've already written her, not resurrection. It, it sure. is kind of a yeah. resurrection. Um, but yeah, it's not, that's not easy either. Right. And you got to think about how to do it because it could be a ritual. You know, some God could bring them back if you're writing fantasy or fantasy. like you said, her throat was slashed. So right. how can she talk? Right. What, does she exactly. have, you know, what's, what's going on with the throat right mm-hmm. now? Is it all healed? Is she all better? Is she 100%, you know? Right. So yeah, all that stuff, um, you, you got to uh, think at it. But mine's not so grand. I mean, there is no ritual or anything, but maybe there should be. So maybe I need to think it through. But I'm like you said, I've got to write through this and mm-hmm. then I'll know more. Yeah, that didn't really work. And I'm going to have know, to shift yeah, it around a yeah. little bit. Definitely. Um, oh, this is a good point. Think about if you want to include the afterlife oh, in your scene here. Yeah. You know, does your once your character dies, um, and you're obviously bringing them back. Yeah. Do they see the light at the end of the tunnel? Right. Is it just nothing? Exactly. No, yeah. Do they experience consciousness? Do mm-hmm. they have thought? You know, is it empty blackness? Do they have no memory of it at all? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do they see other people? And if they do, who do they see? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of stuff is all very important to consider. And it's really going to depend on your story. Mm-hmm. So if you don't even want to deal with that, then maybe they have no memory of it at all. Mm-hmm. If it's important to their resurrection, then maybe they should see people, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, decide how much time passes between your character's death and their return. I think that's also a really important point, Huge, you know, cause others, you know, other characters are going to be, you know, have they completed their grieving mm-hmm. or is it a split second in their back? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of stuff is, um, is, is really important to decide to figure out how other characters are going. There was another series that um, the returned, is that what it was? And people that had been dead for, you know, yeah, years yeah. came back looking the same way that they looked. That's been a few different series that has done that. Several. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's something that you might want to think about too. Yeah. But you know, that might, maybe that's getting cliche since there've been several. It's true. You know, so think about that too. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know, how are other characters going to react to their returns? Mm-hmm. Like if it has been a while yeah, and they, they just remarried, come back, the right. husband died and 10 years later they've remarried and this, now they come back, what happens? Yeah. And then yeah. also consider how your main character is going to react to coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they're also oh, going to have thoughts and feelings true. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, will others even know they died? Maybe it happens so fast that there hadn't even been time for anybody to find the body. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes like vampire stories, you know, they come back after they're, they have to be buried in some stories. That's part of the ritual for mm-hmm. how they come back is yeah. they have to be buried or whatever. So yeah. How, how much time has passed yes. is important to know. Absolutely. And then, so that's all like the main tips that I have for writing death scenes, but mm-hmm. I do have like a few miscellaneous ones that didn't really fit anywhere. Okay. Um, so don't over, which we talked about a little bit, but we don't want to over dramatize the death scene. So, you know, that's going to, it's going to feel cliche. It's going to feel cheesy. Um, so you want to be really careful about that. Unless that's what you're going for. Like, True. You know, um, Monty Python. True. You yeah. Know, absolutely. It just depends on your genre. If it's comedy, then, you know, maybe it is. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and don't put in too many details. So, you know, like, I feel like this applies to all writing, but, you know, too much description can be too much for the reader. It can make it start to feel like slow or like, yeah, oh, boring I'm going to put down the book and go get another drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Be careful trying to make the scene too poetic 
And, you know, I was guilty of this when I first started out writing, like I thought everything had to have a meaning and mm-hmm. which it does. And, but like to the point where it's like, I have to make my reader feel this very specific way. And one thing well, that I have very much learned is you're going to get reader readers are going to feel differently about your writing than you do. Well, and there's also the desire, am I making this the next great American? uh, Right. And that's what I'm saying is like, you can't make someone feel Mm -hmm. what you're trying to make Mm -hmm. them feel. They're going to feel whatever they feel about your writing. Yeah. Regardless of how you write it. Yeah. Um, So all you can do is write a story for you. And then that's, that's pretty much going to be how it goes. Yeah. Um, don't rely on shock value either. So if you're writing a death purely for shock value, then maybe rethink why you have it in your novel. Unless it's horror. Well, I mean, but that's like, again, obviously we have to decide on our genre. Yeah. But I mean, like for a death scene, that's like, we're not talking about horror novel death scenes. I haven't even thought about horror novels that everything we've said so far is a total different, we might have to do an episode on horror. Sure. I mean, we, sure. Yeah, because I was just thinking that does that doesn't work in horror because shock value is huge in horror. I honestly disagree, though. Well, I think I'm, it depends on whether you're wanting the grade B horror, right? You know the but like an actual scary, creepy but, but horror real, novel is going to be like the death also still needs to mean yeah, something. Yeah, you don't want anyway. That is good. regardless. That's like of the story, but like don't rely on shock value is the point. Yeah, I, I think what the, it boils down to is think about what you want your reader to feel about the death. Is this character dying beloved by the reader, hated by the reader? You know, think about that scene in Harry Potter mm-hmm. with Professor Umbridge. Yeah. We all hated her. And when she got carried off by the centaurs and we all kind of assumed she was going to her death, you know, that was very satisfying for the reader. Yeah. Um, also, don't make it predictable. Yeah. Um, I love books where I'm so hopeful that they're going to find a way, you know, I, I, I keep thinking, okay, I can see it looming, but, but maybe, yeah. but maybe, um, and that hope actually keeps me turning the pages. Um, you know, I don't know if also, if you're struggling with how to write the death scene, go study. We've said this many times, go study actual scenes in other books. Yeah, for sure. Um, look at how they, how did they handle the scene? How how long are their sentences? Are they, you know, how did they do it? What were the feelings? What was the imagery? I mean, I can't say enough how, what a tip this is that yeah. you go and study other authors. Yeah. Um, word choice. Yes. Yeah. You know, spattered, splattered, ricocheted, sliced, yep. cut, stabbed, jab. you know, those are great words. Yeah. And it all depends on what you want and your on, reader to yeah. feel as you're writing. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Um, there are mistakes, common mistakes in writing death scenes, um, medical mistakes. This is what we talked about at the very beginning about researching your type, right. type of death. <laughs> Apparently, there are a lot of medical mistakes out there where anybody who knows anything would be going, that is not how that works. Which in my family, there's lots of scientists. And so I'll be watching this movie and I'm like, oh, this is into it. And she's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> well, and it's not even the fact that I'm a scientist, but like it. That has to deal more with like science. I was also thinking like, I also have doctor friends, like MD friends. And so like, I could absolutely reach out to them and be like, if I was stabbed in the heart, like, could I live? And they'd be like, no. Or they'd be like, you could, if it was this way. See, and that is a huge tip. Right. Reach out to experts. Yes. You know, if you're near a college town or if you live in a college town, there's going to be professors and they would love to be, have their brain picked. Absolutely. You know, I would love to have someone contact me and say, Hey, how does the law work on this? Yeah. 
I would love that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, methodical mistakes, like the method that we talked about. Oh, so again, do your research mm-hmm. on like, how does it work? Like, why does it like for poison, for example, right. why does that work? What does it do to the body? Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. If you've got your character doing something that's methodically impossible based on the method you've chosen, you're, you know, and, and a lot of people might not get it, Yeah. but I can't stand for someone. I don't want an expert looking. I don't want a Courtney to say, that's not how that works because this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, do your research so that even the most expert person in that field will say, you know. Yeah, that's mostly right. Because you're not going right. to get it like, right, right. I'm sure there's a lot that goes in every And then method. procedural mistakes. Like yes. you can't shoot yourself with the rifle in the head like this because a rifle's too long. You know, it would right. have to be out here. You, you know, th- right. think about actual procedural things. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes it helps to do it yourself, which is goes right into what you were talking about, this machine that you can feel. Oh, I was okay. Well, so you didn't know about that machine. So when you say do it yourself, I mean like if your character <laughs> is gonna be shot, go shoot guns. Oh, fair. Or enough. if there's gonna be uh a... I think Jordan is looking for her phone. <laughs> oh, is it down here? Is that like her it. phone that this is mine? And, and yours is not the one that did that. Anyway. If, you know, if you are going to write a book where your main character, like Katniss, is able to do bows, you know, right. shooting, go Thank shoot you. bows and arrows so that you get the feel of what's the tension feel like? What does it feel like when the, you know, when you knock it and you feel the arrow uh, feathers against yeah. your cheek and right. that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, also, how, it's really hard. It is. It is. And you shake and you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then it goes, yeah, exactly. Um, You know, how does it smell? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. All of those details are extremely important and will help to bring your death scene very much to life for the reader. It will suck them in um, and they will be right there as your character is. So now I've got to rethink. I mean, I think what I've written so far is fine to get me through and into the story. I think I handled it. She died. Now she's coming back to life. But when I go back and edit, I'm going to think about all of this stuff that we did and said and fix it. Right. So that brings me into my interview question because I'm done with all of the notes. Okay. But I know you're trying to write this death scene. I've read a little bit of it. I know you've kind of tweaked it a little bit. What made you the most nervous to write it? I, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I had that whole issue of how do I kill her off, first of all. Yeah. That was that was the hardest part. Yeah. What is the most logical way to have it? I mean, getting hit by a car. So random. Yeah. People don't, I mean, they do get hit by cars every day, but it was difficult. Right. Yeah. And then as I started to ride it, I realized, Oh, I'm in a situation that could work. Yeah. And so I used that and went from there. Yeah. So that, that was, But that was what, when I was starting the scene, that was what the hardest part was. And what made me most nervous was, I don't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. How do I kill her off? There's a whole wide world of how to kill people off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but but really, I, as I was doing research for this, I came up with so many articles that were like, the thousand worst ways to die. And I was like, that's not what I'm looking for. But also, I'm a little morbidly curious. And I'm going to save this for future research. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So it was really interesting. I am going to be writing a death scene. It's not my main character's death scene, but I will be writing a side character death scene pretty soon in my current work of progress. Um, so this helped a lot with that also. Have you done other death scenes? 
not necessarily main characters. I'm trying to think. Antagonists. See, and that's a whole topic. Well, right, because your main character, ideally, at least in mine, my main character is their antagonist. So yeah. like, they're going to have a reaction. Yeah. Um, and everybody else is going to have a reaction. Like for my MacBook, like when the antagonist died, everybody was relieved. I think I might have had a death of an important character in every book I've written. Chitara. Mm-hmm. What else have I written? <laughs> I don't even know what I've written anymore. Well, you might need to go back and. Kada. And... Kada had a death scene. I don't remember. I think I have. I like to kill people off, apparently. Well, I also have, I mean, yeah, there are death scenes like all over the place there. It's just, yeah, I've never done a main character. Death Me scene. either. That was my issue on this one. Yeah. It's not so hard to kill off a side character. I, yeah. mean, I mean, there are things that go into that as well, but it's not as hard as your main character. Yeah, absolutely. Well, neat. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you will get past that nervousness of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how to do it. I, and hopefully you'll work through that. And what are you working on right now? Well, technically I'm working on like three different books, but currently my Aura series. And is that one, the one you were saying with the death scene? That, sure. Yes. That there are, <laughs> death scenes are a thing. So, but yes, specifically the Aura series. Okay. So well, hopefully this will help you. Get to you. Read it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I haven't even read anyway. Anyway. Um, I also have a sentence challenge for this week. It's been about three weeks. I think we're three episodes behind. Yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah. But we're back now. Um, so this week's sentence challenge, which is essentially just use this sentence anywhere in a, it's, it's a word prompt essentially. Um, it's just a quick writing prompt and just use the sentence anywhere, uh, in a page or however long you want it to be. So this week's is the moment was agonizingly final. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I, I think I might do, and you all tell me if, if you think this would help if I uh, post on Instagram what the sentence challenges are too. Oh, that, that would be really that good. Might actually help. I think, I think that's think. actually really good. And yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah, that's a great I idea. Can post it weekly and everybody, even if they don't have time to listen to that week's episode yet, they'll then be Then they have the, the writing prompt. The writing Absolutely. Prompt. Yeah. Solid. All right. Do the outro. Oh, oh, it's a listen. It's been three weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening, especially since we've been gone for so long. Yes. Um, you know, we can't really help being sick, but uh, we hope to stay more on par and we hope to have a backlog of some episodes so that if this happens again, then you guys will not miss yes. a week of some I think writing advice. That's the key is that if we can stay ahead in case something happens, we'll have something to post. Absolutely. We did uh, post that we were sick on social media. So you can get news about why there's no episodes that week for uh, whatever reason, we'll post it on social media. So we have that. Um, they're all listed on our website at eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. Uh, um, all of our information is there. We have Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all of our information is there. The easiest way to reach out to us also is at our email. So eat.drink.write.podcast at uh, gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, sorry, we missed three weeks. Uh, but yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. All right. And uh, definitely visit our Patreon. We, it, it costs money and effort and time to do this. So we really need your support. So please go visit our Patreon. And I mean, it can be a dollar. I mean, whatever <laughs> it is, anything will help, I promise. Um, but, and thank you for the Patreon patrons that we do have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're having trouble speaking. Well, I'm having trouble speaking. I'm wow. Not speaking. Wow. Just you. wrote me in. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. (laughs)